Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host, Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and three things up for review this week. First off, there's Steven Spielberg's latest with The Fablemans. Then there's Strange World, the latest Disney animated feature. And finally, She Said, which is the story of the New York Times covering the Harvey Weinstein slash Me Too movement. First up is The Fablemans, which is the latest film from Steven Spielberg. And I think this film got a little bit miscommunicated. I won't say misrepresented, but miscommunicated to me in terms of what to expect from it. I thought it was going to be this sort of uh, look at his origin story and effectively his mythology and give us more elements of what brought him to the movies that we brought him to make the movies that we know him the most from. Instead, it's a more contained look at his childhood. And again, it's still effectively a fictional mythology for himself. He's not saying it's an autobiography, but it draws very, very, very heavily from his own life, it seems like. And that's where the beefs start to uh, sort of sink in for me. So one, I know I've brought this up before, but this film aggressively tackles with his uh, grappling with his Jewish identity and being in places that there are not necessarily large Jewish communities for some of his formative years. Or I'll say for some of the characters this movie is following their formative years and their family unit. I'm going to backtrack a tiny bit. It stars Michelle Williams and Paul Dano as the parents of Sammy Fableman. And Sammy Fableman is our, our stand-in for Stephen. It also has Seth Rogen as a close family friend. And again, like I was saying, this film, a, a huge part of it is dealing with their identity, in you know, their Jewish identity. And you cast a bunch of non-Jewish actors. And I'm like, it's not like there's a lack of Jewish actors out there. That was it's a little bit of a bummer for me, right? Because it, not that, you know, it, and we're talking about Judaism, not necessarily Israelis, which is a, is a nationality and there's more maybe visual distinctions involved. But either way, I was like, oh, this is a bummer. I had the same problem with uh, another film recently. But the other thing about this, and again, so having to recalibrate my expectations, because I was expecting to see like, I don't know, dinosaurs inspire him as a child and all these other things and, and uh, you know, uh, aliens and, and seeing the little bits that influenced how he became Steven Spielberg. Instead, again, more of a look at the family unit. So I, I think I struggled with that during the movie. Afterwards, I was like, okay, let me let me readjust here. So warning you before you go into it, it's a family drama. It's a family drama that's also obsessed with characters who love the movies. And I don't know if it communicates that love for the movies in as accessible a way that I would imagine it should have. It feels kind of insular in some ways. And I say this as someone who you know, went to film school and had to deal with literally physically splicing film. And that part to me, I was like, oh, this hits deep. Like, I remember being able to do that. And and the, you know, the the challenges of making your first student films and all these things. And I, I just, I'm always curious as to how relatable this is to a wider audience. And I feel like people will be sucked into it being like, oh my God, Steven Spielberg. But then, you know, when they see it, it's, we'll, you know, we'll see. But if you love film, I think you'll love this movie. If you love film and you love Steven Spielberg, you know, I think the 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 obsession with it is very prevalent in it. And then there's the family drama side of it, which is what I actually connected to and appreciated more. Again, I think there are things that are sort of distracting as a part of it. Michelle Williams is being touted as, yeah, I think her performance is very good in this, but it feels overly theatrical to me. Um, and I don't mean movie theater theatrical. I mean, like, it feels like it's, you know, a broader performance than I I maybe would have enjoyed. It, it's a capital A acting, give me an Oscar performance, which I always bristle up a little against. Uh, Seth Rogen, I thought was great in this. Uh, it was an interesting casting choice, but I, you know, he brought a, a liveliness to this. Paul Dano is is 
you know, doing his job. It's it's a pretty understated performance for me. Um, in a good way, not in a bad way. Um, Gabriel Labelle plays who plays sort of teenage Sammy. I thought did a good job. Any movie that relies heavily on child and teen actors is always a bit of a challenge. But I, I thought he, you know, <laughs> it's uh, uh, Steven Spielberg again. It's not officially his autobiography, but he glowed himself up a little bit in this casting process. It it seems like. Uh, basically, what this movie did for me is made me want to run home and Wikipedia Steven Spielberg's family slash personal life, like as a child, uh, you know, and see like what is real, what is not. And I don't know if that's the most exciting experience out of a movie. I was I was underwhelmed. I, I mean, again, this is partially because expectations had been aggressively built up for me because, oh, it's Steven Spielberg's latest movie. And it's basically Steven Spielberg's movie about himself. But in the last few years, and again, I have nothing but respect for him. Well, that's not true. I, I have major, major respect for him, but I have found that in the last few years, I have not been as compelled by the content he's making. You know, I think Ready Player One is a book I was obsessed with that when he made it, it felt like a fan was doing a Steven Spielberg movie and paying homage to like the things that make Steven Spielberg great, but a fan could have done it. It didn't need to be Steven Spielberg. Like there, there wasn't any innovation there. And I would say for this as well, I don't feel like there's any innovation here. I feel like he's almost like, hey, let me get my story out there because I don't I'm not going to let anybody else tell it. So this is the version you get. But because of that, he gets to, uh, you know, I, I don't know if he's able to be as objective a storyteller as perhaps he would have benefited from being. So I'm going to give it a 3.5 out of 5. I'm going to take a quick break and be right back. And I'm back. Next up is Strange World, which is the latest Disney animated film. And th- this movie is fine. It's I don't want to knock it because it's, it's there's nothing like offensive or bad about it to me, but it's not the sort of, I didn't find the usual level of innovation or connection to it that I find with a lot of other uh, films that come out, animated or otherwise. I think the most exciting thing for me that from, from a voice cast perspective, it's a reunion between <laughs> Day After Tomorrow with Dennis Quaid and Jake Gyllenhaal, which is a movie I'm weirdly obsessed with. So hooray for that. But yeah, so this movie, I think the thing about it is it feels sort of Frankenstein from other classic Disney stories and other other classic stories that we have seen before. And so, you know, it, it's not re, it's not reinventing the wheel here, which is, not, again, it's not a terrible thing. But when you do have a new Disney animated film that's technically original and not a sequel, like I get excited. So it didn't, you know, it didn't quite live up to that. But it's it's a perfectly pleasant viewing experience. It follows this family on an odd planet. Jake Gyllenhaal is the is Searcher Clade. His father is this huge, big action explorer named uh, Jaeger Clade, uh, voiced by Dennis Quaid. And, uh, you know, we we follow their family. And then later we follow uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and his family. And they have a, you know, this movie is all about uh, basically daddy issues um, between Jake and or, or Searcher and his father, Jaeger. And then Jake eventually has a kid named Ethan, who's voiced by Jabuki Young-White. And uh, his wife is voiced by Gabrielle Union. Her name's Meridian. Um, you know, I, it's it's basically family drama. And then also you've got an adventure to a strange world. Lucy Liu and Karen Sony are additional voices uh, in the cast, too. I was glad to see as a part of it. But again, nothing about this movie was like, oh, my God, I have to run out and recommend this to friends. But if you were already going to see it, like you've seen bits and pieces of this before, it's fine. If you were waiting for it on Disney Plus, I would go ahead and say maybe that's a perfectly valid way to wait and watch this film. Again, adventure film, there's comedy. Of course, there's, you know, weird creature sidekicks because we got to have that. 
the biggest, this should probably tell you, and again, I, I will acknowledge that the screenings I go to are not always the best barometer for these types of things because, you know, there were, there are a couple kids at it and they were chiming in and it made all of us laugh. But the biggest laugh the movie got was a very sort of meta commentary on uh, effectively like the business of Hollywood. And I was like, okay, if that's the biggest laugh you're getting, like, uh, I don't know about, you know, if you're succeeding where, where you set out to succeed. But like I said, it's fine. It's fun. You've seen a lot of pieces of it before. Um, it's an adventure thing. I don't think it's scary for young children. So go forth uh, and watch it or wait for it on Disney+. Plus. I'm going to give it a 3.4 out of 5. The last film I have this week is called She Said, and it's telling the story of the New York Times reporters who helped break Me Too and uh, expose Harvey Weinstein's uh, horrific wrongdoings. It stars Carrie Mulligan and Zoe Kazan. It's also got Patricia Clarkson, Andre Bauer, Jennifer L., Samantha Morton, Angela Yeo. And, uh, you know, I want to say this is also a capital A acting gimme gimme an Oscar film. And I think the people in it who actually probably should be put up for that are ones who are not the ones necessarily be. I thought Jennifer L. and Samantha Morton. Samantha Morton has this one scene in it that is just I was like, oh, dang, you are such a good actress. But uh, basically, Zoe and Carrie play the two main journalists who helped break it for the Times. And it is about, you know, if you're not familiar, Harvey Weinstein is an absolute monster and was committing, you know, um, I don't even think I have to say allegedly anymore, but committing sexual assaults and, you know, around the Hollywood industry at various levels from stars to PAs to all these things and got away with it for a really, really long time. And uh, that's horrifying. Uh, you know, there's still some legal things going on now. So maybe I'll have to say allegedly. I don't know. But he's a monster. So. This this film is well put together. I think there are some very clear comparisons to something like Spotlight. I, you know, have been guilty of calling it, oh, it's, it's sort of, you know, if I'm trying to find a comparable, I'm like, oh, it's kind of like the Lady Spotlight. And not a bad way because Spotlight is also a great film, but it's a very heavy one. You know, it's frustrating because, like I mentioned, there are still ongoing legal things as a byproduct of this. It wasn't like a clean cut. Look how obvious this is. Look how many like pieces of evidence there were. You, you know how the story ends, which is always one of those strange things going into these movies. But and then the other sort of inside baseball aspect of it is that, you know, it's also pretty insider in terms of how uh, journalism and, and newspaper publishing and all that stuff is broken and sources and on the record and off the record and all that fun stuff. So I enjoyed I don't know if it's the right word, respected the film because it's such a heavy topic that it's hard to enjoy. But uh, I respected the performances. I just, again, when thinking about who would I recommend this to, I'm like, I just, warning, you're going to be pretty bummed out. And also, you know, it's if you have more of an investment or an interest or a knowledge base of uh, Hollywood and or investigative journalism, then great. You know, this is probably right up your alley. If those things are less interesting to you, this might not be the one. And also cause, just because there's a bevy of things out right now, you know, it's it's tough to pick and choose. But this is one of those ones where I think that the trailer tells you tonally and performance-wise what it's going to be. It lives up to that. It's It doesn't exceed those expectations for me because, again, almost every movie coming out right now, major Oscar bait and it's just, you know. And and for me, this doesn't rank up there, but I still think it's a strong and powerful movie. And I'm glad that, you know, it, it's a little weird Hollywood turning its scrutiny on itself. But, uh, you know, better to have a film made by women um, and feature actual women involved in it that – versus something somebody else sort of uh, diluting the story so i'm gonna give this one a 3.6 out of 5 and then rarely do i do semi-capsule reviews but i do want to note that glass onion and pinocchio glass onion is the follow-up to knives out and so it's a whodunit daniel craig is back as benoit blanc you know there's a huge star-studded cast i'll do a full review when it is coming out on netflix 
And then Pinocchio is Guillermo del Toro's stop motion animated version of it, which is much closer to the book is my understanding of it. Both of those are currently out in limited runs in theaters. And I saw them both on the big screen and it was very enjoyable. They are both coming to Netflix soon. So, you know, use your time, money and energy appropriately. But I do want to say that those two films had me probably more excited than uh, some of the other things I've talked about this week. So full reviews coming soon. But just a heads up, you have those options for theaters. That has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.